Hey everyone, you're listening to episode number 35 of the Elysium Project podcast, Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, with Udo Erasmus. I'm your host, Brian Johnson. Established in 2018, our mission at Elysium Project is to leave the planet and its society in better condition than we found it. Please be sure to follow us online at www.elysiumproject.tv where you can find links to all our social media as well as our brand new online marketplace featuring sustainable and fair trade products from all around the world. Your purchases help support our mission and keep this vision alive and thriving. Today I'm speaking with Udo Erasmus. Udo is an internationally renowned nutrition expert and the author of Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, which has sold over 250,000 copies worldwide. You might recognize him as the face behind the supplement line Udo's Choice and Udo's Oil, which can be found in health food stores all around the world. We're also very excited to announce that for our listeners of the podcast today, Udo has a special offer to download his latest ebook and course for free titled Your Body Needs an Oil Change. To take advantage of this free gift, you can head over to udoerasmus.com slash Elysium. That's www.udoerasmus.com slash Elysium, where you can download his latest work, Your Body Needs an Oil Change. Udo Erasmus, welcome to the Elysium Project podcast. Glad to be on. I like I like how you're thinking about what to do in the world. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, my journey actually started early on. I read your book, Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. Must have been 15 years ago. I was probably about 20 years old. I had just become a vegetarian. And at that time, less was known about plant-based diets. It wasn't quite as popular. So, of course, everyone and their mother is telling me what I should and shouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. And someone recommended to me that I read your book, Fats mm-hmm. That Heal, Fats That Kill. And really, it's, uh, it really opened up my world, my eyes to the world of nutrition and understanding health mm-hmm. and in general, because you uh, obviously in that book write so much more than just about fats. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a labor of love. It took me six years to write. Actually, it took me almost six years to write the first one, which was called Fats and Oils. And this was the updated revised right, right. You had... version. Came out in 1993, although it didn't hit the, hit the market till 1994. But I started in 1980 by getting pi- poisoned by pesticides. Mm-hmm. And so I got really interested in health because the doctor said, I don't have anything for health for pesticide poisoning. And I was like, oh. My health really is my responsibility. I kind of knew it, right? But it was like, it was like, this is like the hammer on the toe, right? It's like, oh, okay, it's up to me. And so then I had background in biological sciences and biochemistry and biology and, and nutrition. And I had taken a year of medicine and left because you don't learn about health in medicine. You learn about disease. But in biology, you're actually studying health because you're studying how normal creatures function in normal situations. You're not studying the diseases of deer. You're studying most, I mean, you could also go that, into that mm-hmm. disease field. But in biology generally, you're studying normal environments, natural environments, on the planet, you know, this 
out of which everything comes. And so somewhere in the, in the study of biology, you also have a study of health, although nobody calls it that. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. So, and I realized that only by going into medicine and realizing this is only about disease, I'm interested in health. I was very clear about it. I don't, I don't like disease. I like health, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're stupid to like disease unless you're making <laughs> money on it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so I was like, I really like health. And I said, oh my God, I learn more about health in biology, in biological science, whether you're doing botany or, or herbology or, or physiology or um, natural history or evolution, you know, and the whole history of the planet and how life came and how it changed and what's all happened for four and a half billion years. And you're studying the whole, like the system, mm-hmm. the way it is when it's working. And I was like, oh, I had religious experiences studying biology. It was like, oh my God, this is so incredible. And I wasn't like spiritual. I wasn't like, I wasn't a religious guy, mm-hmm. but I just like, I had jaw dropping awe <laughs> studying how nature works. It is so unbelievably genius and fascinating and creative. And I was like, well, I can't get enough of this. You know, <laughs> so I'm still kind of like that, you know. It's Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, I think yeah. your, your book was really ahead of its time because I think in the yeah. last 20 years here, nutrition as a science has really exploded. And, uh, but let's talk, let's talk a little bit about fatty acids of course you mentioned yeah. you have an interesting story where you were poisoned by pesticides as you say and yeah. really had to take your health yeah. into your own hands yeah if, if, if i don't if you don't care about your health maybe nobody does <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know because the doctor gets paid even if i don't get well right <laughs> right <laughs> so so he doesn't have something right on he gets paid for the visit he doesn't get paid for the results right right as i mean think about it that's like Wow. Yeah, that's that's true. No, really results. You know, imagine, imagine you 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 advertising something and you say, Oh yes, we have this, this, and this. Results not guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. I never right. really looked at it that way, but that's yeah, but it's very, true, right? It is true. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so I got poisoned by pesticides because my marriage broke up and I was really upset and I wanted mm. to kill something. So I took a job as a pesticide sprayer and I was really careless. Wow. I mean, I was really careless. You know, it was stupid. I mean, some people call that testosterone poisoning. Happens mm-hmm. to young men until they have their first disaster. Mm-hmm. But I'd already had a few. I was still. I needed more disasters <laughs> to, yeah. be, to straighten. straighten so sometimes up. that's what it takes to to learn life's lessons. Right, and then be. So I went into the. You know, because the body's made out of food, water, air, and solar energy. That's what the body's made from in nature. Nothing else. No drugs. You know, there's, there's nobody ever suffers from a drug deficiency. Right? right. So it's made out of food, water, air, and solar energy. And so in food, water, air, and solar energy have to be all your answers for health. So I was sick. And so what do I need to do to get in line? Now, I was thinking not about water and air so much. I was thinking about food because I, mm-hmm. you know, my thought was, well, the body's made from food. And of course it is, except 70% of it is water. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and so, and, uh, so I, I was looking at food in the research, food, n- nutrition and health, nutrition and disease. And I was looking at everything. And then I, I got stuck on fats because 
And it was one contradiction that really got me. They said, omega-6 is essential. And essential has a very specific definition. You have to bring it in from outside because you can't make it, but you have to have it to live and be healthy. These are building blocks that are absolutely essential for body construction. Life cannot make a body that works properly if you don't bring in and optimize all of the essential building blocks. And there's 42 of them, right? 18 minerals, 13 vitamins, eight essential amino acids, and two essential fatty acids. So omega-6, they said, is essential. You have to have it to live and be healthy. And then it gives you cancer and kills you. Hmm. And it was like, what WTF? You know, <laughs> how, can, how can it be that contradictory? The thing you need, absolutely need to be healthy, gives you cancer and kills you. And it was like, you know, I couldn't get my head around it. And so it was that contradiction. It drove me crazy. And it's that contradiction trying to figure out there must be something going on here that I'm not, that I'm not getting. And it's that contradiction that made me look into how oils are made. And what came out of that was essential fatty acids or oils are the most sensitive of all of our nutrients. They're damaged by light, by oxygen, by heat. Omega-6 is already pretty sensitive. Omega-3, which was established as essential only in 1981, the year after I got poisoned, perfect timing. <laughs> and omega-6 was known to be essential in 1929. Well, omega-5 is five times more sensitive to damage than omega-6. Hmm. And light, oxygen, and heat damage them. They need the most care of any of our nutrients, and we give them the least care. We throw them in the frying pan, and we turn them into smoke. And you know, if your oil turns into smoke, you've changed the chemistry, right? Right, yeah. I mean, this is not, I mean oil is not just condensed smoke, right? <laughs> no. Right? So you're, so you're wrecking the molecules. You're turning natural molecules into something that never existed in nature as a nutrient in that form. And then you burn your foods in it, and you're changing molecules in the rest of your food, too. Mm -hmm. And I, I came to the conclusion that more health problems come from damaged oils than any other part of nutrition because they're the most sensitive and mm -hmm. they need the most care and we give them the least care. And then more health benefits should come from making oils with health in mind by protecting them from the damage done by light, oxygen, heat. And omega-3 had just been established as essential. They said 99% of the population doesn't get enough for optimum health. Every cell requires them. So there has to be symptoms in every part of the body from not getting enough. And I'd been poisoned by pesticides. I can't, I can't get healthy with oils that are damaged by the processing and by the food preparation. And I said, we should make oils with health in mind. And so then I, I created a way to do that, where the oils are protected from light, oxygen, and high temperature from the time they're closed in the seed in nature's packaging, which is very good. Right. You know, some seeds are so well packaged, like flax has been found 5,000 years old, has a lot of threes in it. So these are the most sensitive. 5,000 years old in caves in Switzerland. like, And they took those seeds and planted them and they grew. Wow. That's how good the packaging was for five, you know, keep it fresh for 5,000 years. So, okay, so, so nature's packaging, from the time it's in nature's packaging where it's protected, through the pressing and the filtering and the settling and the filling till it's in a brown glass bottle 
in a box in the fridge in, in the factory or the store or your home to protect them from light oxygen heat through that whole system. So you have to make a very, very tight system. And the industry was never interested in the health as much as they were in the shelf life and the, therefore the market size and the profits. And I said to myself, I can't get healthy on oils made and used that way. We should make them with health in mind. And since 99% of the population doesn't get enough omega-3s for optimum health, like, oh my God, I just found a purpose for my life. Oh my God, we could help so many people if we could make oils with health in mind. Mm -hmm. And that was the driver. That was the driver. I, we were... We were, I, I lit up like a firecracker when I, you know, it was just like a thought in my head. Oh my God. And, and it wasn't, it's not that hard to make wells with health in mind, but it takes care. And nobody wanted to give it the care. We are tend to be lazy, careless people. And, but, you know, but to give it the care and then to talk about why that's important and then to let people know omega threes are essential and bring them, bring back a source of, of, omega-3s made with health in mind. I was like, oh my God. And like, I'm still lit up from that. It's like so many, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're not worldwide. I'd like to, I'd like to, for the government to mandate a bottle of Uro's oil in every <laughs> fridge in the world. Absolutely. I'd, I'd like the governments to do that. They're not doing that. They're doing it for other stuff, but they're not doing it for something that is absolutely essential to health. So, yeah. So, so, you know, and, and so that's, that was the driver. And then, you know, I worked with many different people and we told the story and we took a, took a tour in a van without air conditioning in the hottest months of, uh, of the year in the U.S., 35 oh, wow. states, 17,000 miles by road. I slept on the floor of the van between the driver and the, and the back. The <laughs> driver had built himself a bunk across the back. We had our clothes on a broomstick inside the double doors. <laughs> And every three days when we just get totally hot, sticky and sweaty, we'd walk into a Marriott like we own it, you know, like marching style, you know, very purpose driven. And we'd go and clean up where the pool was or the showers were. And then we'd wash our, our clothes in the shower and wring them out. And we'd pile back into the van and keep going. And, and we did that for 101 days, 85 oh, cities. That's 85. amazing. Yeah, I and love in two it. Years, oil, flax oil, which was our first oil. It's a poorly balanced oil, but it was it's a rich source of omega threes. Within two years, that became the second highest selling oil in the natural foods industry, which is where we were active. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a little short part of the story. Yeah, but it was so fun, and we did it all on plants because we realized if we ate meat, we got felt heavy, and if we, we ate carbs. We got sleepy. And so we did the whole tour on raw vegetables, like, you oh, know, cabbage, nice. you know yep. because we didn't have refrigeration. We didn't have air conditioning mm -hmm. in the van. You know, so, so you, you take a, a head of cabbage. Well, you can munch on a head of cabbage for a week and it won't go, it won't go south on you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we just bought fresh, fresh vegetables and we did the whole tour. And we had, we had energy to burn. We never were tired. We, would, we could work all day and then drive all night from place to place because that's what we were doing and literally talk to everybody who would listen to us. And uh, they liked the story. And, you know, and, you know, I did the education and my, my buddy, my driver, did the, did the uh, agreements. He's the business guy, right? 
I have no business background. I made <laughs> so many business decisions just because they were, we had such clarity about what we wanted to do. And we wouldn't work with people who didn't want to give our oil the care it needed. And we were like very, you know, it was like, I mean, crazy. It was in, in one sense, it was completely crazy. Nobody's done this before. You got all these obstacles. You need refrigeration and you need to, you know, you need to give it so much care and you got to, you know, so, and we'd put all of that in place. And if we'd have gone to a bean counter and said, uh, what do you think about this project? They said, don't do it. They would have said, don't do it. But we, we didn't talk to bean counters. We, we just, we were on fire. We were going to do this. And the truth is, passion is what, what, what drives the world. <laughs> yeah, that's so, your mission. Mission we, from God. <laughs> absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, we, so. we really appreciate it. Yeah. Let's talk about the, when you use the words, oils with health in mind. Now in the superstore, you'll often see, I won't mention any brand names, but you might get, for example, a margarine and it'll say a source of omega-3s, but you look at the first ingredient and it's a refined canola oil. Yeah. <laughs> and well, that it used is... to be, yeah, used to be, you know, the, the argument was between butter and margarine. Yes. And butter was the natural product and margarine was the knockoff. It was a knockoff because you could make you could make a spreadable product from oils if you could hydrogenate them or partially hydrogenate them so that they be, would become harder. And that's why that's what's called hardening or hydrogenation. Mm -hmm. And then you had trans fatty acids in them. And some of the margarines had anywhere from eight to 43% trans fatty acids in them. Mm -hmm. Trans fatty acids didn't have to be labeled for almost a hundred years until Harvard blew the whistle on them and people found out 30,000 Americans get killed by trans fats every year and they double risk of heart attack and they increase, they inf interfere with the immune system, they increase diabetes, they interfere with reproduction in both male and female animals, no human studies, you know, and there's, they do a, a few other not, not so good things. And now, of course, they have to be labeled and they're not popular anymore. And so now we make margarines out of oils with saturated fats, right? right? But the oils we use are oils that are treated with Drano, with window washing acid, then they're bleached and then they heat it to fine temperature. So sodium hydroxide, phosphoric acid, bleaching clays, turns them rancid. Then you have to destinkerize them because mm. rancid smells bad. And that's done with, by heating them to frying temperature. So these were the oils that everybody was using that were not made with health in mind. And in oils like that, they're a half to 1% damaged, the molecules. So you got 99% natural stuff and 1% unnatural stuff. And this doesn't sound like much, except if you figure out how many damaged molecules do you have in a tablespoon, just a tablespoon of an oil that is 1% damaged by the processing, by the industry? 1%, 60 quintillion damaged molecules in that oil. That's okay. more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. Wow. And, and, and you, can, you can change cell function in bacteria. You only need two molecules outside the cell knocking on the door to change gene expression. For our cells, they're bigger, say they... Maybe you need a hundred, maybe you need a thousand. You're getting more than a million 
That's if you take one tablespoon. Most people use two to four tablespoons a day. And then you put them in the frying pan. Then you got to multiply that by another three to six times. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that the reason why I say, you know, more health problems come from damaged oil than any other part of nutrition. And that's both from how we use them, how they're used in restaurants, and how the industry makes them to begin with. Right? More health problems come from damaged oils than any other part of nutrition. Because then they go into, into your body and then they occupy a space in your body that is supposed to be occupied by an essential fatty acid. So they crowd it out. And then what needs to be going on in that space can't go on either energetically or physically. And when you get enough of those molecules interfering with your biochemical architecture and your biochemical energetics, then you're going to start to get symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. And so the most important thing to do of anything we do in nutrition is to, you know, I say the body needs an oil change, just like right. your car. That's the thing we were talking about. People yeah. Pick this up, right? Your body needs an oil change, just like your car. What? Dirty oil out, bring clean oil in. Why? Because the dirty oil wrecks your motor and the clean oil makes it hum. Makes it, makes it work work optim, optim, optimally. And that's true for us too. We need to, we need to dump our damage oil. That's why the book is called Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. You know, there's two completely opposite stories. You got to dump the fats that kill. You got to find out what are the oils that heal. And then you got to bring those in and make sure you don't bring the other ones in. And that means your body needs an oil change. And that means you need to go from the industrial mass market oils to oils made with health in mind. And oils made with care. So they retain their natural shape of the molecules and they do their natural function in the body. And your body is about 15% fat, mm. 10 to 15% fat, right? And next yeah. to water, oils are the, are the highest ingredient. Bigger than protein, protein's only about 10%. Bigger than minerals, it's only 4%. Bigger than vitamins, vitamins are less than 1%. Bigger than free oxygen, that's only about 1%. Is, right? is there a particular ideal ratio of fat that you feel people should be consuming in their diet obviously over the well it's been called many names over the years but the high fat diet the keto it was yeah. 20 years ago it was atkins um, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that well i i did four interviews with atkins because he okay. was he liked me on his show because I was one of the few people who I get had good things to say about fats. Because that was at a time when everybody said fats are bad. Mm-hmm. And you know, they had put carbs on the bottom of the food pyramids, fats on top. That meant the thing you should eat the least of is fats. Right. And people were doing low fat and no fat diets and wrecking themselves mm-hmm. because their omega-3 and six only come from fats. So if you do a keto diet, you most keto diets are not sustainable. They work for weight loss. Part of it is water, water loss. They're not sustainable. You know why they're not sustainable? It's because hardly anybody does a keto diet where they emphasize the importance, the primary important, importance of the omega-3 and omega-6 essential fatty acids that come only from fats and oils. And when you do a fat-rich diet that has no essential fatty acids in it, then you're creating 
you create you creating a disaster for yourself because these are essential building blocks without which your body cannot be healthy without which life cannot make a body that works optimally and if you want an optimal working body you need optimum intake of all of those 42 essential nutrients because that's the definition these are these are the these are the important the most important building block everything else your body can make from something else mm -hmm. you know so if you just shovel in the food the body can make everything except the 42 essential nutrients yes and and, and that in, and of, of you, you know it's like i can't you can't overstate how important it is to make that really clear and to be really clear that you bring in and optimize them you know because all of your diseases come from only three possibilities one is you're not getting enough of the essential stuff because then life can't make a body that works two you're getting too much of something that shouldn't be in your body we call it toxins you know unnatural molecules and three digestion isn't working so you don't get all the nutrients and you create toxicity in your own digestive system this is you know and then you can you can also say oh your thinking can affect how the body works that's true you know, and radioactive rays and, you know, they, they can do it energetically. They can destroy molecules and change them in your body. But the, the basic stuff, not enough of the essentials, too much of the toxics and not and poor digestion. And mm -hmm. just about every degenerative disease, you know, we used to call them the diseases of civilization. Frying pan is like a sign of civilization. You will never fi find a squirrel with a frying pan. <laughs> Might yeah. find a squirrel in a frying pan. <laughs> but you will not have fire, you know, there is no, the nature's mandate for every creature that eats fresh, whole, raw, organic, and for human beings, mostly plant-based. Yes. Where you get the longest life and the, and the healthiest life if you do that. And that's called living in line with nature. Mm -hmm. And most of, you know, our cooking methods and, and our frying methods and all of the stuff that we do doesn't improve the nutrition. It actually diminishes the nutrition, even if you cook in water, because you kill the probiotics that are on the foods, and those are really important for digestion. And you kill the and you destroy the digestive enzymes that are present in raw foods. That when you chew up that food, will do about sixty percent of the digestion for you which means your digestive system is actually a cleanup system. It's not meant to have to do the whole work. And if you double the load that your digestive system has to carry, how long do you think it's going to take you for the, before that catches up to you and you start getting digestive problems mm -hmm. and then energy problems and then uh, physical function problems and then health problems. And then, you know, so, you know, if you cook the foods, or you fry the foods, you've got to add back the missing probiotics. You've got to add back the missing enzymes because those, even though they, they're not essential nutrients because they do their work outside the body, inside the digestive tract is outside the body. They do their digestion outside, but they are essential for health. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you have to have the fiber, which comes from plant and that's important for, uh, food for the probiotics. And when you, when you make sure that you get the fiber, you get the probiotics, and you get the digestive enzymes, 
then your digestive system has most of the things that make it not work properly. It gets those. Speaking wow, that, was a, that was a rant. <laughs> that, that was great. A, a primer on nutrition. Yeah. 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 So speaking on a plant-based diet, then yeah. what is the difference between a flax oil, omega-3, and then on the other hand, the fish oils that, that we see a lot of? Well, fish oil, omega-3s are not essential. Okay. Now, they're always called essential. The industry calls them essential because, you know, if you, if you hear that something is essential, then you say, well, I better have that. But they're not. They're essential fatty acid derivatives. When you get enough linoleic acid, the omega-6 from plants, and alpha-linolenic acid, the omega-3 from flax, when you get enough of both of those in the right ratio and not damaged, your body can make everything the fish oils contain. EPA and DHA are the ones that get all the attention. These are essential fatty acid derivatives. They're not essential fatty acid because if you have enough alpha-linolenic acid in your body, your body can make those. So they're not essential, mm. right? But your body cannot make alpha-linolenic acid and your body cannot make linoleic acid. Plants can make those. That's why we depend on plants to provide the essential fatty acids, right? So there's a lot of turf protection misrepresentation goes on because if you, if you don't need fish oil because your body can make it, that would be hard on the finances of the fish oil industry. Mm -hmm. So they lie. So they lie. Yeah. So they tell you your body can't convert or your body can't convert enough. But the research has always said something. And they even did studies that were, it's, I mean, it's, this is really crazy. They, they, shoot, they shoot you up with five grams of labeled alpha-linolenic acid. Labeled means you can find it in the body. Mm -hmm. It's a carbon-13. It's like they use an isotope, right? So they shoot, shoot up that, that alpha-linolenic at five grams into your body. And then they measure the labeled DHA that comes from it. That, and then they say, oh, well, the conversion is blah, 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 less than 1%. Hmm. But what they're not doing is they're not measuring the retroconversion of DHA to DPA or EPA or the forward conversion of DHA into mericins and antioxidants and, and anti-inflammatories and endocannabinoids. And they completely ignore the fact that you have in your body unlabeled from foods 15 to 50 grams of alpha-linolenic acid that is also available for conversion but will not produce any labeled DHA because it's not labeled. They just completely ignored it. And so people finally blew the whistle on that in 2015 and said, wait a minute, well, what we're measuring we're, we're, we're measuring at least three times too low. Like the actual conversion is at least three times more and as much as 12 times more mm. than, what than what they're telling us. And when you started looking at that and how much conversion you need, the other thing is how much conversion do you need? Well, in the brain, you only turn over 2.4 to 3.8 milligrams a day, which is like, teensy mm -hmm. and you would have even at you know even at a at a quarter percent conversion you'd be getting enough for your brain and your brain is the 
the organ that has the most DHA in it. Mm. So, so they, so that whole thing. And then you look at, at the world, elephants don't eat meat and gorillas don't eat meat and rabbits don't eat meat and zebras don't eat meat and horses don't eat meat and 300 million Hindu Brahmins, Brahmin is the, the, the religious caste. Mm-hmm. have never eaten meat, have never eaten fish, have never taken fish oils for at least 5,000 years. And they got no problem with DHA in their brain, none in their eyes, none in their sperm. Because if you couldn't convert the plants that they eat into DHA, you would be dumb, blind, and sterile. And mm-hmm. the Brahmins have no problem in any of those departments. And this is like, this is a, a study, a, you know, if you... You want to put it that way. This is like a study that's got 300 million people in it. And how many generations in 5,000 years? How many million of people are we talking about? We're talking in 300 million. Yeah, you know, we're probably talking about close to 10 billion people in this study. And going on for 5,000 years. And then then the the other thing that's recently come out, turmeric. You know turmeric, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Turmeric. A spice. What is it? there's people are saying this is the this is the most important spice on the planet. Unbelievable in the ginger family, but a different spice. And it's in all the curries they eat in India. Right. Yeah. And, and turmeric speeds up the conversion of the plant omega-3 into the, the derivatives that are made from it. Mm. So that's like, okay, so we got plants that improve the conversion. Um probiotics it seems like also do that to some extent there's a very interesting relationship between pro- probiotics and omega 3s and so they you know and so they so that the whole idea that you can't convert or that you have to have fish oil it's not based on fact right it's based on it's based on workaround explanations you know it's like well oh you know it's kind of like oh 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 how do, we, how do we deal with this one? Okay, we'll find an answer. So then they go and say, well, you know, let's just say, oh, they're genetically different because they've been, you know, and I was like, come on, give me a break. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. Yeah. Right. And, and even in the, in the old days, we, we call ourselves hunter-gatherers. We were really mostly gatherer-hunters because when we only had rocks for hunting, the hunters came home without meat most of the time, not in all places, because obviously they were places with buffalo and there were some places with lots of animals. But generally speaking around the world, if they came home without meat, then the women and children gathered herbs and berries and leaves and roots and stuff. And when, when there was no meat, people ate vegetables. Mm-hmm. Right? And again, you, if you look at even those, those cultures, those, those traditional cultures, the more plants they ate, the healthier they were. The longer they lived, the less colon problems they had, the less cancer they had, you know, and then you, 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 you know, and then when we began to mass produce meat, it's very different from wild meat because they're not eating herbs, they're just eating corn. So they're not getting a lot of the molecules in nature that have health benefits because they were the plants make them for their protection mm-hmm. and when you eat a plant then that they go into your body and you get protection too from the same things that the plant made them to protect itself from yeah. right 
But if you only eat corn, then you're not going to get any of that. <laughs> so the meat's different from the way it was in nature. Mm. And it's actually, and, and so in, in because of that too, you know, they, the research is now very clear. More plant-based you are, better health, better outcomes, fewer diseases, longer life you're going to have. Absolutely. So how do you go there? Well, you start where you are and you take step by step in the direction of fresh, whole, raw, organic, mostly plant-based. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's not like I'm not here to judge anybody. It's also better for the environment, by the way, right. majorly. Right? So there's lots of reasons, both from an environmental and a health perspective, to go in the direction of more plant-based. From wherever you are, from wherever you started, whatever you learned, whatever you learned from your culture or your, or your parents. Uh, what what about anyway. omega omega nine? We hear omega three six. Sometimes yeah. you see on these supplements they say omega three six and nine. What's yeah. what's that? Well, yeah, and to extend it, there's also an omega seven and an omega five. Okay. Okay. So omega nine, omega seven, and omega five are not essential nutrients. Your body can make them out of sugar and starch. That's why they're not essential, right? Because your body can make them out of other stuff. Why are they on there? Because all oils have omega-9s in them. And the way that started, it was, I gave a talk in Ogden, Utah, and we used to call the blend, not Udo's Oil 369, Mm. right? But 36 blend, because three and six are essential. Right. And this guy came up to me after the lecture and he said, you know, I used to use your oil and, but I found this oil, it's, it's a three, six, nine blend. And I use that now because it's got more in it. <laughs> but the, the nines were already in it, right? Yeah. The nines were always in it. And there's a little bit of saturated in all oils, right? Right. We just put the essential ones on it. He didn't know that omega nines are not essential. He thought I'm getting more. And there are people who've said, well, we got an, a, a three, six, nine seven blend and there's even one i saw three six nine seven five (laughs) and if you don't know what you're talking about and if you don't have the education then you say well it's obviously better because it's got more except they're not essential you don't need them right (laughs) so that's how that happened and then what happened is everybody calls them three six nine blends and that's that's a, a thing that happened in the marketplace. Omega-9s are not essential. And, uh, you know, olive oil has a lot of omega-9. Right. People are happy that the 9s are in the 369 blends, right? Because hmm. 80% of olive oil is omega-9. 10% is omega-6. And less than 1% is omega-3. So olive oil, even though it, if it's extra virgin and they're not cheating on what the ingredients are, if it if it's... If it's really good extra virgin olive oil, it's good thing is it's not damaged by processing because they use a different process to get it out of the flesh of the olive. The bad thing is it's very low in the only two things that you need from oils, omega-3 and Mm omega-6. And the one that 99% of the population isn't getting enough of, it has virtually none. Virtually Mm -hmm. none. Yeah. What steps would you recommend people to take if they're looking to do, uh, as you say, an oil, uh, change the oil in their body? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, let me say one more thing. Oils sure. belong in glass, not in plastic. Because yeah. oils yeah. And, and plastic have similar chemistry. When you put oil in plastic, the oil swells the plastic. 
and then stuff in the plastic because there's more than plastic in plastic. There's a bunch of other stuff in, but the industry doesn't tell you because they say proprietary formulas. Mm-hmm. And that will leach into the oil and it'll leach quicker into oil than it'll leach into water. Water doesn't swell plastic. Oil swells plastic. So oil should be in glass. And if you want to be really smart, then you put a box around it to cut the light out. It should be in dark glass, not in 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 tr- transparent glass. So brown but glass bottle in a box and refrigerated. Okay. Right? So where do you go? In the you know, it's kind of like, well, they're in a brown glass bot bottle in a box, in the fridge, in the supplement section, in the natural food stores. Mm-hmm. So and, like there's your there's your there's your map to to the needle in the haystack. <laughs> right? Yeah. And if they're in plastic, that's a that's a that's not a good thing. And if they're not in the fridge, that's not a good thing. And if they're if they're um, you know. <laughs> I mean, fundamentally, when you when you go with it, guess what you find? Well, we created on that crazy world tour. That's what we created. Right now, flax oil. That's the other thing I was going to say. When we started with flax oil, because flax oil is very rich in omega threes, and omega threes missing is too low in almost everybody's body's diet, because there are only a few sources of omega three. There are lots of sources of omega six. And, and, they're, and they're more sensitive, so they're a nightmare to work with, so people don't want to deal with them. If you want, something, you want something that keeps, don't work with omega-3s. Or take a hell of a lot of care. Right? Mm, and yeah. so, um, um, oh yeah, so we started with flax oil because it has omega, so much omega-3. But then I became omega-6 deficient on flax oil. Mm. And that's where that thing about what is the balance of oils? Because you asked me that before, right? Right. Where is is there a ratio? Yeah, because if you get too much omega-6, it'll crowd out the omega-3s and make them ineffective. If you get too much omega-3, and only flax will do that. Mm -hmm. And you crowd out the omega-6s and make them ineffective. And I became omega-6 deficient on flax oil when I made it my only source of oil. And I got dry. I got, I got. Dry eyes, skipped heartbeats, arthritis-like pain in my finger joints, and thin, papery skin. Those are classic omega-6 deficiency symptoms. And I fixed them by eating sunflower seeds, which have a lot of omega-6, but no omega-3 in them. So just bringing the balance back. So you have a balance. We use more omega-3 because they're the hot ones. They're the ones that do so many things. They're the ones that almost everybody's not getting enough of. But you've got to put up enough put in enough omega-6 so you don't become omega-6 deficient. Flax oil is unbalanced in that regard. It has four times more. We brought it down in the blend to two times more omega-3 than omega-6. You get enough omega-6 not to become omega-6 deficient. And the omega-6s in it are also made with health in mind. So you're not just saying, oh, well, I'm just going to eat cooking oils because I get lots of omega-6 from cooking oils. Yeah, with a thousand damage, <laughs> a million damaged molecules for every cell. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to get out of those oils. You want to get omega sixes also made with health in mind. And so what we do in the blend, omega sixes are also made with health in mind, and the omega threes are made with health in mind. So we're bringing in what's missing, and we're improving the quality of the other ones. Those are the two things. You got to get them with health in mind, and you got to make sure you optimize your intake. And the ratio we use is two to one: three more omega three than omega six. 
but not so much that you become omega-60 failure. So this is literally an oil change. Yeah, perfect. Well, I've been using your oils and flax oils for years now. One of the immediate things that I notice living in Calgary, this dry climate is the oils really moisturize my skin from the inside out. Um, People often tell me they've they've never met someone with such soft skin. And I always tell them that. That's because they haven't met me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do that True. Too. there you go yeah. i do that too yeah and the and the reason why is that it's actually a, a good way to measure your optimum intake it's which is about a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day so for most people it'd be two to four tablespoons a day mixed in food spread out over the course of the day because when you get enough they form a barrier the two together omega-3 and six together you won't get that from just omega-6s and you won't get it from just omega-3s. The two together form a barrier in the skin against the loss of moisture and they make your skin soft, smooth, and velvety. And your best way to oil your skin is from within. And we use skin as our measure for how much somebody needs because skin gets them last and loses them first. And that's because in nature's priority, you got to make sure the heart gets enough because you can live with dry skin, but if your heart dried out, you'd be, you'd be history, right? Mm-hmm. So your heart and your liver and your kidneys and all of the organs and your brain and, and your, the retina, your eyeballs, they all get priority on those, essential, uh, on those essential fatty acids, on the good oils, because they are so important for life. You know, liver function, kidney function, uh, uh, I mean, literally every cell in the body has to have them and they improve the function of everything in, in the body. In fact, we get an athlete's 40 to 60% increase in stamina within a month of starting on a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day of the blend. Wow. 40 to 60%. And we started with marathon runners. They were all told carb load for two or three days. And then you then go and run your race. And the problem was you can only load a pound of carbs, you know, glycogen, animal starch, a little mm-hmm. bit in your muscles, a little bit in your liver. You only get one pound. And one pound is only enough to run 20 miles. Hmm. And, the, and, the, and, and the marathon is 26. Yeah. So what would ha- happen is people would hit the wall. They weren't allowed to drink sugar drinks while they were running in those days. Now you can't. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't. So they'd hit the wall and then they dragged their sorry butts for the last six miles and would be, be completely exhausted. And we said to them, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. What you need to do is you need to carb deplete before carb deplete before the race. Because while you're burning carbs, your fat burning genes stay turned off. Right. Okay. And it's not until you run out of carbs that your fat burning genes get to begin to get turned on but it takes time to do that so if you're running on carbs your fat burning stays turned off and then when you hit the 20 miles and you hit the wall you know it takes you probably half an hour or maybe an hour or maybe even two hours to turn on fat burning properly so that you can now run on fats so we said no no no. what you want to do is you want to carb deplete and you want you want to run the entire race on the fats in your body. Now, how much fat in your body? If you're 8% fat and you're normal weight, 154 pounds, you have 12 pounds of fat in your body. 12 pounds of fat in your body 
if you just burn half of that, because you can't burn all the fat in your body because it has structural uh, functions that you can't. But if you burn half of that 8%, so you, you're down now to 4%, to, when you burn that 4%, six pounds of fat, you can run 300 miles on that. Wow. So, and, and fat has always been our main fuel. You know, and you could have 300 pounds of fat on you and you'd still be alive. You can't do that with carbs. You only get a pound, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you have 300 pounds of fat on you and your normal weight or your, your normal weight plus obese on the fat, you could run 12,000 miles. You have enough energy in your body when you have 300 pounds of fat. <laughs> you could run 12,000 miles. And you get 20 miles on all the carbs that you can load. And yeah. so not everybody, you know, they thought, they thought, well, this is weird. You know, everybody's telling us carb load, carb load, carb load, carb load. That was the big, that was the, that was the religion, right? And we were staying, telling them something completely else. And some of them said, no, I'm not doing that because my coach tells me and people tell me and the research says and the food pyramid says. And we were, and we were bucking all of that. We were saying... And so not everybody followed it, but there were some people who said, well, I'll give it a shot because, you know, I'm not doing well when I hit the wall at 20. Right. And they, come, they would come back after they ran the marathon. They said, you know, that was amazing because at the end of my marathon, I felt like I had enough energy to run another one. Never hit the wall because, I, because the, fat was, the fat burning was turned on and the omega-3s, Increase fat burning. I call them the fat burning fire starter. They actually actively turn on fat burning and actively turn off fat production. But if you load carbs on top of your omega-3s, then the carbs will override the fat burning. And that's because if you eat too much carbs, that can be toxic. So the body makes sure that it burns the carbs first. But why we survived on this planet, according to some people, it's, it's, a, it's a reasonable hypothesis, is we weren't the fastest runners. But because we had more body fat than all of the animals, you know, they get 2 to 5%, more in the range of 2 to 3% for most animals, pretty lean, lean and mean, because they're fast. And then the predators... If they can't, you know, the predators only get bursts of speed, but not for long. And mm -hmm. human beings could, could chase down an animal and literally run it to death because it only had 2% body fat and we had 12 or 8. Yeah. So we had so much more fuel that we could literally chase it down until it ran out of energy. You know, it couldn't stop to feed. It ran out of energy because it has so much less body fat than we do. And so we weren't stronger, we weren't faster, we weren't, you know, we didn't have sharper claws or anything like that, but we could, we could just run longer and run them to exhaustion. And that's why they say we, we survived in the places where, where we were living on animal foods. Mm -hmm. Let's tell people a little bit about your yeah. latest book here, Your Body Needs an Oil Change, that we're offering yeah. our listeners today and where they can find you and what you're doing online. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm, I'm not hard to find. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram and I got a YouTube channel. And uh, let's see, what am I missing? I, I have a couple of websites. 
the website, one website where, where we talk about the enzymes, the probiotics, the fiber, the greens, the oils that we work with is udoschoice.com, U-D-O-S-choice.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that's where you go for the products. And then the information and education. I have a website called theudo.com, T-H-E-U-D-O.com. And we have some courses and we have some, some books and we, we basically, it's a more educational website. And we're, that's a work in progress, um, you know, because everything's online these days. Nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so we're doing a lot of more, a lot more uh, online. I do every couple of weeks, I do a live Q&A for anybody who has any questions about anything they want to talk about. I also work with human nature. Um, and, and the, the total picture of health, because yes. the total picture of health is not just physical, how you think affects your health, who you hang out with affects your health, what your environment is like affects health, how you feel inside, whether you're content or discontent, discontent definitely affects health. Stress affects health in a, in a definite, but there's something in you that cannot get stressed. And if you're in touch with the place in you that cannot get stressed, then you have reprieve. You could be in a in the middle of a stressful situation and not be affected by it. But it takes practice to go there, and we mostly don't practice. We mostly go out. We don't go in. So that's Absolutely. also part of part of something that is more and more important these days, because uh, the outside world is getting crazier and crazier. It is indeed because yeah. we 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 live more and more in our head and less and less in our heart. Mm -hmm. So. You know, but, you know, in the midst of that, you can live in your heart and, you know, and, and be very well and do very well. So, so I work with that as well. And, and that's also, you'll find some of that. We have a happiness course, you know, that has to do with stress and, you know, how to, how to, how to, how to leave the stress outside and find the peace inside, you know, in turbulent times. And it's yeah. a huge issue now. It's a huge issue. And there's so many reasons, so many things, the political issues and the health issues and relationship issues and, you know, yeah, you know, countrywide issues and environmental issues. And, you know, the, the, the way to deal with them is we have to find the place from which we create a better world. We, you know, we create a world that works for everybody at the expense of nobody more and more. Because it's always when we don't do that that, that we, <laughs> we we basically created the problems that we now got to deal with because we didn't deal with them because we didn't do our homework. We all have homework to do. Beautiful. And that link just for our listeners today is www.udoerasmus.com slash Elysium. And if they go there, they will get a free copy download of your latest book, Your Body Needs an oil change. It needs an oil change. Yep. Perfect. Just like the car. Well, we really appreciate you coming on today, Udo. I think this should be required listening for any human. It's well, I think so. Yes, I absolutely. Think. It's knowledge that we all <laughs> we all should be yeah. privy to. So we yeah. really appreciate it, Udo. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Much love, everyone, and thank you for listening today. Remember to visit us online at www.elysiumproject.tv where you can find links to all our social media as well as our brand new online marketplace featuring sustainable and fair trade products from 
all around the world. Your purchases help support our mission and keep this vision alive and thriving. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.